So yeah, do you want to start by talking about your hair? <laughs> My hair is a temporary dark red. It's supposed to be like dark red brown is is what the uh, the box said. It looked uh, it looked very pink Friday night, but I didn't see after you washed it off. Yeah, it did. When when it was put in, it looked pink, uh, but when it washed off, it it darkened. And I actually kind of like the look. It's similar to what I had uh, when I was in high school. I, I dyed my hair kind of a dark red. Back when, back when you had, I, I would assume, a little more hair. Yes. A little. Well, no. Uh, I'll show you a pic later. And maybe when did you start losing your hair? <laughs> early, man. Early? Um, like, like 18 early? Yeah, like it was, it was thinning then. I wasn't necessarily losing it, but it was definitely thinning at the time. Um, even when I had put in... The, the red then so maybe i'll do a then and now kind of pick in in bit fist just for jokes so you guys can see it honestly almost looks like i have more hair now and i don't know why but uh well because of the color because i mean the blonde doesn't do a bald man any favors right right because yeah i mean it just shows through shows the scalp blends in so because when i first met you I wouldn't say you had a full head of hair, but you definitely have had more hair than than you do now. I mean, granted, I know that's how time works, but yeah, when I when I met you, you had a lot more hair than you have now. Time, stress, there were a lot of factors. If I was going to ask you whether, uh, and, and this is a very serious question, a lot of it has to be hereditary, but do you think a lot of your hair loss possibly came from stress? And do you think that's why I still have all my hair because I dodge drama and stressful situations like the plague? Well, I mean, I do my best to also dodge and avoid stressful situations like the plague, but there wasn't a lot I could do about it. Uh, but yeah, I think it does because when you're real stressed, you can kind of feel it, man. And like, I, I don't know, like my head feels hot and stuff when I'm real stressed. And like, I definitely think it, it, it led to some of it. But yeah, I mean, you've seen my dad. Obviously, a lot of this is hereditary. I, yeah, I have seen your dad. Got to hang out with him last weekend, which was awesome. Why didn't you go full bore? And I was trying to do a very good job of convincing you Friday night. Obviously, I did not do a good job. Why didn't you just dye the beard? Thinking about it now, it actually might have looked okay. But I was worried that it might turn out more pink. And that's why I didn't go with the beard. Because if it was really pink or if it looked awful, I would have just shaved it all off anyways. That's that's fair. Well. And uh, then Darlene tried to convince me to do my beard, and my only response was, I'm 40. <laughs> Sorry. You, dude, your beard would have looked... You have darker hair anyways to so the base. Like, if you notice her hair, it doesn't look much different. No, her hair doesn't, but Darlene, I would say, has black, black hair, hair. Jet black hair. Yeah. So, I mean, the brown, it would have still darkened up probably a little bit and shown through some red. But it, uh, I think it would have looked pretty interesting if you had a red beard. <laughs> I just... I think I'm kind of beyond that point. Hot pepper challenge in the kitchen. Okay. Even though Doug made fun of us for being frat boys, I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine with shenanigans like that because I'm only really hurting myself. When it comes, like, I just don't think a 40-year-old man should have rainbow-colored hair. You, you, you're, you're fine. I'm not making fun of you. It's not rainbow-colored. <laughs> it's, it's not a normal color.
they say as you get older, time starts to move a lot quicker. I cannot believe that it was a year ago today when we were sitting in this exact building, except we were in the opposite corner, kind of back in the corner. The first time we ever were live anywhere, the first time we ever recorded something kind of out of a studio setting. So, of course, I'm talking, we are sitting here at Kapow Comics and Coffee. It is their one-year anniversary today, and I can't believe it was a year ago that we were sitting here. And Kapow took a, a shot. They took a chance. They took a shot on us uh, that we would, you know, be able to show up and, and, and maybe kind of produce something, maybe kind of provide some excitement. And I hope we're we're able to do that. But anyway, I'm honored to be back here today. Just like last time we were here, they've got a ton of great sales uh, going on, which is wonderful. So, yeah, if you're in the Colorado Springs area, head down to Kapow. You, I mean, this will go up later, but obviously head down to Kapow whenever. I know we've been posting about the anniversary, but come down, hang out with some great people. Come to one of the uh, the trivia nights or one of the artist weekends or one of the events. Uh, hopefully, maybe you came down yesterday and got to see Trickster Talks were here. They were, they were casting yesterday here, and we are here today. But, uh, yeah, very honored and happy that, you know, we went from a microphone on a cardboard box to recording in an actual comic book store. And we've gotten to know everyone that works here at Kapow uh, really well. Not only are they, they good friends, I, I hope we are good customers and good friends as, uh, as well. So I'm very, very happy to be here today. And then we're going we're to record a little bit today. We're going to talk a little comics. We're going to talk, uh, talk a little video games. We're just going to have some fun. We might talk more about Tyler's hair. I don't know. I also got a haircut, but I just didn't go as crazy as you did. Hey, man. Like I said in the chat, it's, uh, it was a joke. And I just had to follow through with it. <laughs> hey, at least at least you're committed. That's the that's the most important thing. Yeah. Sometimes people make jokes and they don't follow through with their joke and uh and man, this is what it looks like when you follow through. <laughs> I I shared something this week on my personal page. I also shared it on Bitface page just because we're on the topic of Kapow here right now. Kapow's doing a live sale every other week. Uh it's on Thursday nights, it starts at seven thirty awesome thing about the Kapow Live Sale is I know a lot of our fans, at least, you guys don't live in Colorado Springs. A few of you do, and we, we see you pretty regularly, and we, we often see you at Kapow. But for those of you that aren't able to shop at Kapow, or even if you are local like me, and you've got a busy week, and you can't make it into the store, you know what? You can turn on your computer. You can turn on the live auction. They sold like 20 or 30 key books this week books that you want in your collection books that i wish i had more money that i could buy especially that spider-man 300 yeah that's the the book i really wanted they had that at 400 in a near mint condition and um those of you that don't shop at kapow or don't come down here martin is one of the best graders i've ever seen when i look at his grades on books when i shop here i completely agree with him if anything he might grade lower than what it actually is. That way, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be unsatisfied with your purchase. What it says in the book is exactly what you get. So the kind of the first auction they did was more recent books and variant covers and things like that, which was awesome. I got some great X Men variants that night. This week or this past week, they did more key issues. Good thing is, if you can't watch the auctions live, you can always go back. Hit play. If something's not picked up, I promise you Kapow can ship it to you. Or you can do what they do for me here. I pay for my books that night with PayPal. I come in the, I come in the next time I'm, I'm in town and I pick them up here. That way they don't have to ship them here. But 
So no excuses now for not shopping at Kapow because you can shop at Kapow whenever you want. You can shop at Kapow on, on Thursday nights and watch the auction. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Even as a fan of comic books, I like to see what's going up on the block next. Right. And as, as they you know, even say during the auction is you can send them a message and see what they have. And they're willing to sell you stuff that's not even on the auction that night. So you're able to pick up anything you're looking for as long as they have it. And they have a ton of great stuff. And don't be afraid to. Don't be a jerk about this. Don't be one of those guys that sends in a dollar bid. But I can speak that Martin and Dylan will. They will. They will deal. They will deal. I mean, yeah. make it worth their while. Don't send them some some BS offer. That's not what it's all about here. But I promise you, these are people that love comics as much as you do. They're here to take care of you. So the auction is uh, it's a lot of fun. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. I've actually you haven't bought a book yet, have you? Not from the live auctions. I have my hold folder, of course, and I come down and pick up a bunch of uh, uh, Spider Gwen stuff, of course. <laughs> As you guys know, that is that is my current addiction. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've got Spider Gwen, Gwenpool, all the variants of those uh, stashed away, but not on the live auctions yet. I need to. Uh, I need to pick up what's whatever's in my box today. Kapow! Also, um, we talked about this twenty, thirty episodes ago. But when you have held books here they come bagged and boarded i can't tell you guys how many shops i've shopped in over the years and i've been going to comic book shops i'm a military brat we moved all the time different shops everywhere you don't get your issues bagged and boarded kapow does that for you for no extra cost not only are they going to hold the titles you want so that you can have them because not everyone can make it to the comic book store on wednesday but they're going to come bagged and boarded and they're going to come in great condition and that's something i truly appreciate about shopping here yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, when you want quality things and you want them to retain their condition, you want them bagged and boarded. And it just it adds to it when you get handed a book from someone who wants to show off something and it's and it's bagged and boarded. It just it looks professional, it looks clean, it looks great. Plus, and I I can't say that this is how everyone here gets treated. We might be a little bit special, but how many times have you come into the store and Nick's been like, "Oh, guess what?" or uh, Dylan's been like, "Oh, guess what?" I, I held this variant for you. I got an extra one. I figured you might want it. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten messages from Dylan and everyone like, hey, this is coming out. What do you need held? Here's the things that are coming up. Here's the variants. They're doing Venomized Squirrel Girl. Do you want that? Here's what the cover is going to look like. Yeah, I do. It looks awesome. Dylan's actually looking out for the Marvel hip hop covers for me right now. I'm going to try to, I don't know if I want to buy the whole set of 60 I've got a couple. I have the Iron Fist one because I thought that it looked real good. I forget. Uh, I forget what cover it is, but uh, it's it's a really good hip hop variant. I, I, I like those, and I like that Marvel's doing stuff like that. But that's the kind of stuff here. If you walk into the store here and you don't see something, or you're looking for something, I promise you, these are the guys that can order it for you or get it for you. In fact, I'm looking for an X Men Blue number two. I'm that's I'm going to ask today, and if they don't have it in here today, I promise they'll they'll, they'll get it to me. Yeah. I want the complete set, so that's going to be a really cool set. Something that's going to be fun to show off at some point. I, I think so. And, and when new books come out, I don't know how you do it, Tyler. I normally buy the first ten issues, and then I switch titles to something else. And I don't know why I do that. I just if it's like a like a new book, like an issue number one book, I'll normally get the first ten. Well, I think it's key that like. They're going to do a lot of the, the big releases and a lot of the things to kind of shock you and, and keep you around for the series in the first 10. And so those are the ones that are going to be the most interesting to read. They're going to have some of the coolest stuff. 
and eventually they might be some of the most valuable. Now, obviously, that's not always true. We've got Amazing Spider-Man 300. We've got so many of these other books. But I think that's why it's a good good idea to do that because then you know whether you like it or not, you have some some high-class, some valuable books possibly. And if it's not something you want to continue reading, you don't feel like you wasted a whole ton of money you know, picking it all up. The only thing that I can't do that with are the ones that I really, really enjoy reading like uh, or collecting. Spider-Gwen, I've picked up every issue and every variant I could find. There's still, I think, three or four variants that I don't have, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get those as well. I think you should, and maybe uh, maybe we can both do a little bit of uh, shopping today. I really wish I had a – I need to put together a list because every time I come here, I look through the Uncanny X-Men, and I know there's issues that I don't have, but I don't want to buy doubles, which I've done before. I've gone to cons and came home and looked through my stash and be like, oh, I already had that one, uh, You know, especially the issues that have the really uh, – really nice covers but i will be doing some a little bit of shopping today before we leave i assume just because uh god they always have some great deals here at Capel. i'm sure there's some kind of iphone app that you can just download that lets you put in you know the list of comic books that you have so you can just pull it up when you're out shopping and say this is what i don't have there i looked online and maybe i didn't do enough research they have apps like that but they all cost money oh okay that's yeah, interesting. I would figure they wouldn't because it's like adding in a list. Like, <laughs> Yeah, or why wouldn't like a, a store come up with something like that? And That yeah. way, if you don't have the book, they give you a price and things like that. I don't know. And that's that's kind of an interesting thing, too, is like h- how cool would it be for Kapow to have an app and say, hey, man, here's what you have. Here's your list. You could put it as Eric's list. And you guys could maybe put it interactive between customers. Jeter. Yeah, no, that that completely makes uh, sense. I've actually been thinking about uh, cataloging and potentially selling my comics. I mean, after what happened last uh, Saturday night, I I assume there's still ones that you're going to want to keep and things that are still valuable to you. That there, there are, but it's kind of made me think that uh, you know maybe I've been lucky this this far in life to never have been uh, stolen from. And I just don't uh, – and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit. Uh, essentially what happened last Saturday, we got invited over, Doug, myself, and Tyler. We got invited over to Tyler's parents' house for food and beer, which often ends up being a very late night, which it was. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Thank you, Deb, uh, for having us over. The food was amazing. Conversation was great. Well, we all stumbled back home. Uh, got I think about 1 o'clock in the morning, we started watching Defenders. Some point between then and when we got up the next morning, someone came into our house and stole Doug's backpack. And I've never really, no matter where I've lived in my life, and I haven't lived in, I mean, obviously growing up with my parents, I lived in pretty safe places. But post-college, I'm not going to say I've lived in the safest places in the world. Where we live now is pretty safe. I mean, we live in your parents' neighborhood. We didn't skimp when it came to to getting this house, getting the new bit cave. We shelled out a little bit of extra money in rent every month because we wanted to live where we live now. I have been, and I don't know if you've noticed this around the house lately, I have been on edge, looking out windows, making sure this is locked. I almost chained the door last night, but I was like, no, maybe, you know, uh, someone has to come home. I... It's it's really been sketching me out. So Bitfacers out there, if you've got any advice, if you've been robbed before, and the, the thing that is the worst, it wasn't even my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But I, I'm thinking right now, you're not home and I'm not home. Is someone breaking into my house to steal my books? Should I just sell them? 
Well, and, and so we took some precautions, man. We uh, we changed out some locks. We got we got some new locks, and then we have some some additional things holding things in place. So I think we're good. But I mean, we're definitely it's it's a it's a frightening experience. It's something that you know we were all there. So who's to say someone couldn't just walk in your house while you're there? You and know? I think that's the only explanation for why only the backpack was taken. I think maybe they came in through the back door. They saw three dudes passed out on the couch. Because to be fair, at one point we were all sleeping. Yeah, I know we were. Uh, and and maybe that's why they didn't take my laptop, or they didn't take your watches, or or my laptop, <laughs> or me SPS four. Or I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was loose that could have been easily uh, easily grabbed. But not that that person that did this listens to the podcast. But if you did, just bring Doug's stuff back, man. All right. <laughs> And don't do it again. Yeah. You get kneecapped that way. Um, you have been playing a lot of Path of Exile lately. I mean a lot. I like Path of Exile. I think it's a good game. It, as I'll describe it to a lot of people, if you like uh, dungeon crawler, loot-based action-adventure games, it is Diablo you know, times 10, and it is free, and I think that's what's really cool is, you know, unlike Blizzard, they're not charging 100 bucks for a game and an expansion and giving you 5 acts. They're giving you 10 acts for free. Every character is super customizable. They have something like 1,800 different skill, like, nodes in your skill tree. So, you know, in Diablo, you pick a character, and they have one key build, and that's the best build, and no one will ever have a better build because they just don't have it, you know, as an option in the game. Whereas here there are 30 top tier builds per each type of character. And that's pretty interesting. That's pretty fun to me. So let me ask you this. I downloaded the game yesterday. It's about a 12 gig game. It cost me nothing. And they didn't hit me over the head with buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. How are they making money? They, they do sell microtransactions, and if you play on the PC, you'll notice that almost every character out there has some kind of microtransactions, and they do it smart. They do what's called leagues, so every three months they'll switch leagues, and they'll add in some new mechanic to the game. Like right now, it's called Harbingers, and basically there's this enemy that you can't damage. He summons up monsters, and you have to fight these monsters, and once you kill them, eventually... That's how you take the health off the Harbinger, and that's so it's called Harbinger League right now. And they've done other ones in the past, and if you do so many achievements, then they'll give you like three or four microtransactions for free. And if not, you can buy packs, and so the packs are $30. You know, it's like buying a game, but you get points to buy other microtransactions, you get weapon skins, you get capes, you get things to make your character look really cool. And there is not a character that I've walked past almost that does not have some kind of microtransaction to make their character look way more awesome. And later you get what's called a hideout and you get to like uh, customize how that looks and all sorts of things. And so they're making a lot of money off people who want to make their in-game characters look cool. Uh, it is an investment. I mean, you have to, you have to put some time in to, to build these characters up to the, to the max level. And so people want to show that off and, I mean, it's not necessarily cheap. You're looking at $10 for, like, a weapon skin, and and people pay it. I just, 
like it seems like they put a lot of effort into that game for it to be free banking on the fact people are going to buy stuff like that yeah and i think the way that they they had the money to initially do it is they had what was called like supporter packs uh which people pre-purchased before the game even, even came out and so that's how they had the money to do the development in the first place and then after that you know they just sold more uh and I agree, it's crazy to think that, you know, we can get something like that for free because, like you said, normally when we have that, they they badger you with pop-ups that say, here's all the new stuff, here's this, here's that. Um, now, occasionally, I'll get a little chat thing on the side of my screen that says, hey, there's new microtransactions, check them out if you want. And that's about it. Yeah, I saw last night when I was perusing the Xbox store, they had a pack that was like 160 bucks. Yeah, and I know people who they the most expensive pack they have I think is four hundred and eighty dollars, and I know people who have bought that. Why? I can I can name <laughs> six games you could buy for that four hundred and eighty dollars that I don't care how good Path of Exile is. The other games are better. Yeah, and I, maybe that's true. Uh, certain people like different styles of games, and and as one of the people said. Uh, they've put in over a thousand hours already. And, <laughs> and so to think about that, you know, if, if they paid that much per game, how long was uncharted? That was a $60 game and you got 12 hours out of it Four or the expansion, uh, the expansion was a $40 game. Okay. And I got 12 hours out of it and I have not finished everything. I'd say, Trophy-wise, I'm probably 29% through. So even if you do that math, I mean, you times that by 10, and you got 12 hours, you get 120 hours out of it. The time that they've played... Hang on a second. Now, I got 12 new hours. I didn't get 12 hours of the same grind. And that's fair. And that's totally fair. And graphically speaking, if you're comparing Path of Exile to Uncharted... It's not even close. And I'm not. I'm, I'm talking specifically about the style of gameplay. It's just something that certain people enjoy and certain people don't. And I think that's okay. Not everyone has to... You I'm, know, a, I'm a don't. I don't know why. It's just it's tedious to me. It's the same reason that I can say now um, I haven't picked up Fortnite in three weeks. I'm so tired of hitting the same cars to get ammunition to fight the same enemies over and over. I, maybe I just don't like repetition in my games. And it's but we, I do when it's Mega Man. Yeah, that's I mean that's and that's interesting. And you're just doing it to shave off seconds of time. You know what I mean? Like so, and and even in that sense, you know, I do like certain repetition in some games, like uh, like Path of Exile, and going through the different. It's just so expansive and finding out you know how to min max a stat, how to make something just that much better. That's awesome. But Fortnite, to me, is also one of those games where I played it for a bit. It was given to me uh, by a friend, and neither of us play it right now. <laughs> I can't jump back into it. Um, well, I've got Everybody's Golf coming out on Tuesday, which I'm really excited about. I just finished uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I'm not going to get into spoilers here because it just came out a week ago. I want to give it time to kind of set. I know not everyone was like me and stayed up. Monday night until 10 o'clock and, and played it as soon as it came out. If you love Uncharted, though, don't believe any of the reviews. You're going to love the game. Now, does it do anything brand new to the series? Absolutely not. There's nothing in Uncharted The Lost Legacy you have not seen in the other four games. It's just not there. The mechanics are the same. Maybe some new weapons. 
Um, and I would say that Chloe is definitely not as beefy as Nathan Drake as far as taking bullets or taking punches. You have to be a little bit more fragile with her. She also doesn't climb the same, which uh, I'm not going to get into there, but it's a little bit it's a little bit different. She's not as she doesn't have the same off the ground jumping power that Nathan Drake has. But I think you have to make the characters different. Uh, she's just as good with a gun though. That's fair. You think they did that cuz she's a she's a girl? You know, I don't know. And you play with two very uh, – you don't get to play with Nadine Ross, but she's kind of your uh, – she's your partner. She works the same way Sam did in Uncharted 4. You can throw enemies at her way and she'll knock them out for you. She spots enemies for you if she sees you're about to get uh, – you know, you're about to sneak up on something that's not there. Uh, things like that. Lots of great action set pieces in the game, of course. What else do you expect from Naughty Dog? And that's one thing people are bitching about or complaining about. Sorry, we're at Kapow today. Uh, one thing people are complaining about is, oh, it's just it's just more Uncharted. How is that a bad thing? When you re- – yeah, I was going to say, when you find a game that you really enjoy or a series that you really enjoy and it's just more of that, what is wrong with that? Like, <laughs> And you really get to see – it takes place post-Uncharted 4. You really get to see – some of Chloe's backstory. You get to kind of find out what makes that ter- uh, that character tick, which I thought was uh, great. The game graphically is beautiful. I think I've said on the podcast before that Uncharted 4 is probably the prettiest console game out there, or at least it's close. Now it's Madden 18. <laughs> we'll talk about Madden 18 <laughs> in a second. Madden 18 is really pretty. I don't think Madden's Uncharted pretty, though. Not when you see some of the vistas and some of the way the cities are laid out. You spend the majority of the game in India, and the way that they have it all, uh, the way that they have it all laid out. I mean, Uncharted, they know how to sell set pieces. They have a moment where you're walking on a roof through a bunch of um, blankets hanging down, and you can't really see what's about to pop up. And then when you spread the blankets wide, and you see the the giant vista of the city, they added a picture taking mechanic for Chloe, which is interesting. She can pull out her cell phone at certain places and take pictures of vistas, and um, you. This won't be a spoiler. This happens at the beginning, but you befriend a little girl. Um, and she kind of becomes your partner for, for part of the game, which is uh, which is really cool. They did a good job with it. Now, the price point's a little steep. $40 for a, uh, I would say, 12 hours on hard is what it took me to get through it. Um, you still have the option to play Crushing. I still didn't get every treasure. I didn't find every optional conversation, things like that. I, I think the game is, uh, if you're an Uncharted fan, you're already playing it. But I think it's I think it's well worth it. I think that's totally fair. And you know, 12 hours it's really not terrible for for the price point. We can I think we consistently want more out of the story modes of these games and and we're not getting it, but I mean, we used to buy games that would would be, you know, 20 hours, Knights of the Old Republic. I put 20 hours in. There aren't a lot of the side quests. You don't go through and do a lot of the, the you know the things. You don't collect trophies. Uh, there isn't the Pokemon Snap <laughs> mechanic that they're adding into every game nowadays, you know, um, and and we were okay with that. And Knights of the Old Republic is still one of my favorite games, so it's it's tough to say. And that's that's when it comes down to you know talking about paying so much for a certain game. What is it worth to you? Is really what it comes down to. Yeah, if you're an Uncharted fan you'll love it if you are a football fan you probably picked up madden on friday now i know what you're thinking tyler and eric never talk about sports games on bitface they never talk maybe fifa 
one year. Maybe I think we talked about that near the beginning of uh, of Bitface, and that might have even been a deleted episode. I think it was. We don't ever talk about sports games because we don't ever really play sports games. I often joke, and it's not even really a joke, I play Madden for about 30 minutes to an hour every year. I'll play a couple games, I'll see how the mechanics have changed, and then I really get bored with it. I got Madden Friday. Uh, I got it for free. I did not buy it, and we're not going to go into into that. Um, maybe we should talk about that. Split your Xbox with a friend. Trust me. Save money. It's such a good mechanic. Like I'm, Steam did it a long time ago. Where PlayStation you has it now. My PlayStation and Doug's are are split. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we uh, we did that on um, we did that on Sunday. So yeah, Doug and I share libraries now, which is really cool. They did just add in uh, update five zero or whatever, where they they put in the family, and you can link your Xboxes to a family, basically. See, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Long story short, that's how I got Madden. If you don't have your Xbox or your PlayStation linked with a friend, it's super easy to do. Maybe we'll uh, – I don't want to get into it, like the logistics of it, because I think I'll screw something up, but it's super easy to do. I recommend that you uh, that you do it. Save a little money. Uh, yeah. I have it not only like – well, have it linked with two friends named Doug. And Doug in Georgia and I, we coordinate games. You buy Fallout 4, I'll buy Mortal Kombat. You buy Injustice, I'll buy Friday the 13th. And it's, it saves me money every year. As a gamer, we have a very expensive hobby. Why not save yourself some, some loot? Yeah, and I think, I think the way... Because initially, this, this trend started on Steam, where you could add family members. But the only difference between Steam and Xbox, uh, and now PlayStation, is when you were playing a game that's on your family's library... Uh, when they started playing a game, you would have to go back to something in your own library. And so that's... So you can't, on Steam, you can't play at the same time. Correct. Okay. See, I don't think the Xbox or the PlayStation way is the proper way to do it. That's that's the other reason why I don't really want to go into it. But essentially, you trick the systems. You yeah. trick... Doug's PlayStation is now my home console, and his PlayStation, or my PlayStation is now his home console. Uh, so anytime I buy something, it downloads, and that's how we, and the Xbox works exactly the same way. I even had to, um, this is very interesting, I got a real bad error on the Xbox two weeks ago, and had to completely system factory reset. Oh, now, wow. good thing about Xbox, and I hope Sony does this as well, all your game saves are cloud. Yeah, um, Sony does it if you're playing for uh, paying for for plus for plus, and and I'm sure Xbox does it because I'm paying for gold. Exactly, and I think that's true, and that makes sense. You know, if you're not paying for their cloud services, why would they let you upload to the cloud? But I completely factory reset my Xbox. Sent my buddy a message immediately. Hey, we're gonna have to do the console share thing again. There's no way it saves all that. Nope, booted right up, and it was just fine. Sweet. Um, so it works. Uh, it works well. Back to Madden, though. Uh, so I sat down after a couple beers on Friday night and figured I'd try Madden out. I played the uh, the Super Bowl game, which you have to do every year. The Falcons won this time, thank God. And then uh, I found it really interesting that they have story mode. Now I know they've done something like this. I think in FIFA and definitely in the basketball game. But I've never seen Madden with a story mode, and I I have to say. It's real cheesy, but it wasn't horrible. It was a cool. It was a cool new feature, and it was it was kind of an interesting mechanic when we're going through and they're like, "Here's this play. What does that mean?" You you get a lot more into the actual like 
nitty gritty of how football works. Of how football works. And, you know, as long as I ever played Madden, which wasn't that long, I said the last Madden game I played was 07. Uh, I had no, I could call a play because it had arrows on it. You know what I mean? Like I knew what person was going to go where, but I learned some about football through story mode and they really test your knowledge. And there are a lot of people who I think are going to be really into that. I think, uh, I think they'll like it a lot. And yeah, I was failing the football questions left and right. I was failing the drills left and right. I think my scouting report is still, uh, is still pretty terrible, but it's cool that they take you through a story mode. And I, I think I'm about 68% done with it, but the story mode unlocks rewards you can use in the Madden ultimate team mode, which is the mode everyone seems to play. Another interesting feature this year, and I'm not sure if they had it last year. I don't think they did, but when you start the game, you either pick arcade simulation or pro. And basically, Hey, I want a high scoring game with big swings arcade. That's what I pick. But someone like Mac or some of my friends I know that play competitively, they're not even going to be playing against me, I don't think, because they're going to be playing either Sim, and I think that's for the hardcore stats guys. Pro is where the the Madden ballers are going to play, the guys that pick up the game every year, the guys that are playing in tournaments this weekend. Right, yeah. And, I mean, there are. That is a whole different – we look at things where, you know, we do tournaments for different styles of games that we enjoy, and there's a whole set of people and maybe even – some of our you know fans some of the facers out here who are big into tournaments for madden it's 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 interesting because when i worked at gamestop there was about 60 people you would only see madden weekend every year and i noticed it year to year they might come in and pick up call of duty as well but there's a subset of gamers out there that that's all they play or sports games they buy a console to strictly play the sports titles and i mean up until i think league of legends and maybe some of the fighting game tournaments got huge. Madden was one of the biggest money tournaments out there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. This is your scene, but no, I think you're definitely right. Uh, some of the bi- it's always been first person shooters. I think that have held the highest, like Quake, uh, you know, million dollar prize pools and stuff like that. But then Madden got even bigger. So you're right; they did hold like some of the biggest spots in video game tournaments. And that's really funny. I mean, you think about who holds the biggest competitions and everything it's sports well video games got that way too and then sports video games obviously got really big and it allows the people who like the sport but can't physically compete in it to go through and show that they're good at it you know in a different way obviously yeah and i think madden tournaments and things like that are still pretty big i I don't know if the sporting gaming has dropped off a little bit or maybe that's just my perception because i don't see it every day anymore yeah and and i think that could be true and and since we're not as into it we're probably not going to see it as much um but i think madden tournaments are still pretty big madden specifically and maybe fifa some of the other uh, sporting games like basketball i don't think ever got really big into tournaments and hockey and things like that I remember college football was big, but they quit making the game. I've heard they are going to make it again, and I think 2020 is the date. There's a lot of legalities that come from using colleges because that's not, even though it is, who are we kidding? It's not supposed to be for profit. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. but (laughs) Anyone that thinks that college football players or college athletes in general don't get paid, I've got a lot to talk to you about, <laughs> only because I used to know some some college athletes, and I'm well aware 
that they get uh, they get money under the table. That's neither here nor there. I miss the college football games, though. I thought they were awesome. They always had all of the stadiums and the fans and the fight songs, and I thought that was really cool. I used to enjoy college more than I did Madden. I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever played any of the college football games ever. <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to bust one out then. Okay. I know. I have a. I know. I have it on PS2. All right, we've got a PS2 sitting right down, hooked up to the TV, man. So we can we can bust that up. Yeah, maybe we'll have to bust out some some college football. Maybe we'll have a tournament. Yeah, some, something like that, something fun. But if you're a fan of Madden, again, you've probably already picked it up. But I think the story mode adds just a. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that they did something different. I was really enjoying watching it because it it did add something to the game that you know when I go to pick up a game i want a little bit of a story mode i want to know what happens to a character and now we have that we have wade uh whatever his first name is david wade maybe i i can't remember it's wade (laughs) i just know it is wade right he's number 13 uh which you were stoked about (laughs) i was happy to say number 13 and then your buddy is cruz right yeah cruz 81 see and that's 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 something we never got from madden before is it demarcus wade hmm I I don't think so, man. I really want to say it was it was something more basic than Demarcus. Well, maybe I. Uh, but that's the thing is still again we're sitting here doing something I never would have imagined doing is talking about a Madden game and the story behind a Madden game and the character in a Madden game. Like it's still weird to me. You get to pick down the road. Uh, you didn't get to see this part, but you get to pick whether to keep or fire that smarmy agent guy. When you start to get a little bit bigger? When you start to get bigger, you decide whether you want him to stick around or not. You fired him. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that choice, but it, it's very telltale. Because uh, I don't think any of the choices really affect. Now, when you're making the playmaking decisions and the playbook decisions and having to call back the plays, that affects your character. I don't think the story decisions. I think the story is it's start to finish no matter what you do. There might be some minor dialogue changes. That's it, though. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's dialogue, man. It's like, oh, down the road, this guy's going to say a slightly different line to you because you chose to uh, take a selfie with, you know, your friend. And they did. They said, oh, yeah, I saw you on, you know, Wade's Instagram, (laughs) you know, so they added in. Yeah, when I look at my scouting report, it even says late for whatever because decided to post on social media. <laughs> so they they do kind of uh, they do flag you for that stuff, which I thought was really uh, which I thought was really interesting. It's just a it's just a different way to play the game. I mean, for those of you Madden hardcore out there, is that going to change anything? No, and you probably didn't even play it. You probably skipped right to franchise mode or right to Madden Ultimate Team or Mutt Mode, what they call it. You probably didn't even go to the story mode. That's the first place I went. Though I was just very interested. And I was like, story mode? I actually want to play through it at some point because it is what I go to play a game for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're welcome, to, uh, you're welcome to try it out. I have the game, so it's not like it's, uh, it's, not like it's going anywhere. Um, and then I'm trying to think, do we have any big releases coming besides everybody's golf's only a big release for me? <laughs> uh, I don't think we have anything. At, we had such an explosive beginning of 2017 we had huge hits we had horizon zero dawn we had zelda breath of the wild we had uh, persona which i need to go back and finish i know and uh we we had so many crazy games come out in the beginning of the year and now nothing 
And we're going to get some more stuff kind of coming in the next couple months in October when we get Mario and a few things like that. But I Yeah, we get Mario, we get Stick of Truth, we get both of those in October, which I'm excited for both games. I can see both of those games cracking my top five easily. I, I think so, too, because uh, stick. you said Stick of Truth this time. Oh, sorry. Um, fractured but Whole. Yeah. Uh, stick of Truth was such a different game than I expected to play. And it is amazing. I think Fractured But Whole is going to be one of my top games easily in my top five. I've already got it. Uh, I've had it pre-ordered since before they delayed it the second time. It's still sitting on my dashboard saying pre-ordered, ready to play. I, I can't wait to play it. And of course, I'm very excited to play Mario Odyssey. That the game that That's the game that's making me get a Switch. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is going to be crazy. I forget who we were, uh, Carl Brevik, who we were talking to about Mario Odyssey, and he said that it is just unique and so much fun. And, man, I'm looking forward to that. I, I really am, too. Um, and I think that probably, there's probably a couple titles coming out in November. Um, and that's about it. We've had a great year for, uh, we've had a great year for everything, great year pop culture-wise, uh, too. Yeah. We had Spider-Man come out. We had some some other crazy cool movies. Guardians uh, Two, yeah, was uh, was very good. I'm I'm starting to see some really early stuff on not only Infinity War but also on Deadpool Two. That's making me pretty excited. Yeah, and some of these trailers are are really cool. Like the Black Panther trailer just really gets me going. Kind of for the same reason, and I don't know what it is about the way that they shot the scene in The Defenders when they all just first get together uh, and they they do their first fight together. They start it, and then they throw that rap track in the back, and I think that's what did it for me. It's just the fight scene to the rap track was just, it's so well done. Have you finished Defenders? I haven't yet. Well, we could talk about it if you did. I finished uh, last weekend, and uh, I had a lot of problems with it, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I need to... I need to go back and watch Iron Fist for one reason, because in that same fight scene, something that's still sticking out to me is, and I know everyone still hates him, uh, but Danny Rand's shoes in his suit are so cool. <laughs> that might be the only cool thing about him. Like, if I could describe his acting style, it would be sparring with constipation. <laughs> He is, he's very, like, he's very forced. Like, you can, you can, he, I guess it feels too hard like he's trying. I, I think it does, too. <laughs> Luckily, the other three do such a good job. And then they, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but they kind of sideline him. Danny Rand? Uh-huh. Oh. And, you know, it's interesting, though, because it, it plays to his character, and they even call it out a lot in Defenders that he's being, you know, just a whiny little... Uh, how does how does stick put it? I know it's something that we can't say here in Kapow or on the air, but uh, yeah. But they they call it out. They say that is. I mean, that is his character, and you know, what does that say about him not growing up with a family, or you know, growing up <laughs> walking around barefoot for fifteen years? Maybe there's something to that. I I'm not sure. I just uh, he's the only part of the show for me that doesn't work. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't like his character in the episodes we did watch, and I think it. everyone hates it. And I don't know if we're going to see a lot of it, unless they do something just crazy. 
Now, I've heard that they're going to do him and Luke Cage will be there. They're going to do Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire, yeah. That'll be really cool. I mean, they well, did the maybe. perfect shot for it. Yeah, they they did do the uh, they did kind of throw that in, and I know we're getting. Um, despite what happens at the end of Defenders, I know we're getting a Daredevil season three. Now I need to go finish it because what happens at the end of Defenders? <laughs> I can't believe you haven't finished it. How did you? How were you able to stop? Once I got through episode four, I knew I was going to finish it last weekend. <laughs> well, because I rewatched episode four because I wasn't sure if I caught everything and. I think I've rewatched episode four like three times because I, I keep thinking I'm, I miss one or two things and I don't. And so now I know I'm caught up through episode four. I need to watch what? Five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. So you're about halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot happens in the last four episodes as opposed to the first two episodes where nothing happens. I don't think I could go back and watch those first two episodes. Like you start three and everyone starts coming together and the way that they pull that off is a little interesting uh and then after that like four four was a great episode four four was good five is uh five is great too um again the way it the way it ends is uh is done well it's it's a lot of fun i mean but of course if you're a fan you're you're watching it already I think I've seen five because that's the one where they're torturing that one guy in the chair and then stick cuts his head off right okay so i've seen five as well i just need to catch six seven and eight fair enough you want to take a break yeah all right 